0: Today's episode of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Enjoy unlimited messaging to your licensed therapist for as little as $32 a week. Sign up today by going to Talkspace.com slash Casey and get $30 off your first month. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. And they have couples therapy too. In this week's episode of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Bevel. You've heard about the signature fade with the Bevel Blade. But what about a bit of trim? If you've been patiently waiting for the Bevel trimmer, the wait is over. All orders are shipping now. Go to bevel.com slash Casey today. And for a limited time, when you buy the Bevel Trimmer, you'll get the first month of shaving system for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash KC for your first month free of the Bevel Shaving System. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey, And this is another edition of the KC Crew. Now, we're a day late. And I have to blame this on myself. I know a lot of people were looking for the podcast, but what happened was, (laughs) um, if you don't know, you know, we, we do a lot of stuff. I work for the radio station and sometimes I do appearances at places where people who support me, which like the Universal Circus, we have a lot of supporters that f with the breakfast club so i said i'll go on out and you know do something fun do something different so at the universal circus if you've never been it's so many different things there's animals they do uh contortionist there's uh you name it they they pretty much have it different things so instead of just coming out in the circus and saying hey what's up guys it's dj envy we decided to be part of the act Mm -hmm. and um i decided to be part of the motorcycle act Right, and I thought I was just going to come ride on and ride off, but that wasn't <laughs> it. They really wanted me to learn some of the tricks and stuff. And uh, an hour, I thought we were going to be there an hour. We were actually there four hours, right? Five
1: hours. So I was surprised that you were game for that. I mean,
0: well, you know, I've rode bikes.
1: Usually you're only for the amount ago. of time that they pay you for and then you're gone.
0: Yeah, now, nah, but I, mean, I, I love the Universal <laughs> So I could circus. tell you were
1: having fun.
0: And I love motorcycles, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't ridden a motorcycle in so long. You know, I, I think after I fell off when a lady crashed into me, a lady crashed into me on the highway. I was actually on my way to sell my motorcycle. And well,
1: first of all, how old were you?
0: I was about 21, 20, 21. We, yeah, about twenty. We were out of college. We were just out of college. Just I must have been twenty-two. You were twenty-one, right? Before we got married, mm-hmm. and um, I had this bike, a Honda CBR, and um, I was on my way to sell it, and I just cleaned it, wiped it down, and the person I was selling it to, I was actually riding slow, so I wouldn't get bugs on the bike. So I was on the uh, highway, Cross Island Expressway, Cross Island uh, Parkway, Cross Island Parkway, uh, Expressway Parkway.
1: It's something I don't remember. I don't know. Cross Island. We
0: call it the Cross Island in Queens. And this lady in front of me lost control (laughs) and came across the highway where she came across three lanes. Right. And ran right into the bike. And I flipped over her car, landed on my back. Well,
1: first of all, you're not telling the whole story. What? When you saw her coming across the highway, you had to make a decision. And you decided to jump off of the bike.
0: No. Well, she when she hit me, when the impact, when she hit she my bike. She didn't hit you first. No, she didn't. She did When she hit my bike, I let go of the bike. And when I let go of the bike, I flipped over and landed on the highway.
1: That's what happened. And I started sliding down the highway on my back. Hold on a minute. Because I know I'm not crazy. I thought the story was, unless you were just trying to put some extra Superman ish on it for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You specifically told me, because that's how my memory works. Whenever someone tells me a story, I imagine it. So I'm seeing it happen as like a a real, like a film. So what I remember being told by you is that she lost control. She came across the three lanes of the cross Island you saw her coming and you had to make a decision whether you were going to be hit by her or jump off of the bike before the impact. So I thought that you jumped off and then she hit the bike, but no. you weren't on the bike. No, if I'd and then off. you went sliding down. No, if I
0: have jumped off. I'd oh, you were, get, I'd, to nah, I you were definitely trying to impress me then. Probably was. You were
1: definitely trying to impress me. Because I've told that story a couple of times. I would have
0: landed right there. What happened was that when the impact hit the bike. Instead of holding on to the bike, I let go of the bike. And when I let go of the bike, I flew over her car and landed on the, you know, on the highway. But the And way, then you slid. Right. But the way her car was, it blocked all the other cars from hitting me. Because her car was horizontal on the highway. Is horizontal the right way? Horizontal on the highway, mm-hmm. which blocked all the cars. And I slid slid down the highway. I don't even know how far, how long I was sliding. I was sliding down that highway. I'm
1: so disappointed in you. Keeping
0: my head up. Yeah, cause, I mean, because if I jumped You
1: did that's not what you told me.
0: I don't remember, but that's what happened. That's what actually absolutely, absolutely, Wow, happened. I'm
1: looking at you
0: so sideways right now. No, but that's what happened. And um, I haven't got on a bike in the street since then. I mean we I ride on a property and I ride, you know, around you busted your knee. Busted my really knee. Really bad. Yeah. But I I haven't rode in since ridden since. So getting back on a bike gave me that feeling. Like there's no other feeling like riding a bike. Like it's it's just it just feels so good. So I want to buy a bike.
1: Absolutely. Positively not. I think bikes are so dangerous because You don't just have to take into consideration your skills, your reaction time, um, you know, how responsible you are as a writer. You have to take into consideration everybody else's ability to drive properly on the highway. Yeah. And of course, even you know, regardless of what kind of vehicle you're riding, obviously you have to take into consideration everybody else's ability to drive and to be responsible. But when you're on a bike, I think that it's multiplied because you have no protection. Aside from your helmet and if you have a protective jacket with like the metal plates in it, or whatnot. There's no protection. A bike is so dangerous. And we have a friend that passed away because he was he was riding and got into an accident. And this was how long ago?
0: Um, when he when he passed? Yeah, he passed about ten years ago.
1: Was it that long ago?
0: Yeah, about ten years wow. ago.
1: And he was only about thirty at the time.
0: Young dude, real young at the time. But you
1: just you just don't have um, that much of. I think that the rate of um, living or what, what, what am I saying? The um, statistics of living mm-hmm. when you get into a motorcycle accident, it, it it's low.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, but I mean, riding a bike is like no feeling. It's like no other, just, it's just you on that road and you feeling that wind. It just, it just feels amazing. But, you know, back to the circus, they had me trained. So it took a little longer than we expected. We thought it was going to be an hour and we were there about, what, four or five hours. So we were there a long time. So that's why we were, were a little late. But uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes, this weekend happy was Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So, you know, we had, a, I would say, like a double whammy. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday was our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to go to Atlantic City, the Brigada.
1: I've been begging this guy to take me to Atlantic City <laughs> for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. I I mean some people think it's lame, some people think it's cheesy, but I really enjoy Atlantic City. When I when we go, I have such a good time. And I'm like, can you just take one night off of work? One night, let's go on a Saturday, come back on Sunday and just enjoy ourselves. What I like about it is we usually stay at the Borgata and you can go, you can have a nice dinner. You can watch a show. They usually have a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can gamble, and then you can go to a club, and all of that without ever having to step outside. You have a nice room, and you know you enjoy all of those things without having to have the stress of you know catching a cab and going here, going there. You know it's it's very easy, low key, and I love blackjack. So I can sit at a blackjack table for four hours with the same $200 Mm -hmm. I started with.
0: (laughs) Right. So, you know, and and it's funny, that's what we usually do. You know, we went out to Atlantic city and, um, First of all, we drove through a monsoon because it was raining like crazy. It was on,
1: pretty bad, yeah. On
0: Saturday. But when we got there, it was, pre- it was pretty cool because you could just stay in one spot, like Gia said. And, you know, we went to dinner, had a, a beautiful dinner, nice dinner. Food was amazing. Mm-hmm. We then went after, to
1: Bobby Flays.
0: Then after we went to a comedy show and just, just had a good time watching some comedy. And then we went to the tables. And we were going to go to a club after, but we actually won. And if you don't know... Too many, too much about Gia and I. We are probably some of the cheapest people when it comes to gambling.
1: (laughs) I know people are looking at us at the table like, really? That's all you can bet? Because when we win, we stop and we leave. Yes. and Well, well, we had to get to that, but we had to learn that. Right, That's not always been our mantra. Like that is something that we had to say, you know what? We were up X amount of dollars. We should have gotten up and left. Oh. But it's like that table, this like gravitational pull of the table and it just keeps you there. And you're thinking, all right, I just lost a little bit more. I just lost a little bit more. Well, you know what? Maybe if I double down, right. maybe if I split these, maybe I can make it back. And then it's like, it's that it's that thing that sucks all gamblers in and makes them broke.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, so we we wanted to gamble all night. That was the plan. We mm-hmm. said we'll gamble a couple hours at the table then we might go to the club. But in the first 15 minutes, we started winning. Yeah. And we were up $1500. Uh-huh. So yeah know, I was like, "Yo, let's let's leave."
1: <laughs> we just paid
0: for our little trip. Pay for our trip. Pay for our dinner. <laughs> pay, for our yeah, room. pay for our room. <laughs> pay for everything. So he's like, "Let's leave." So yeah, this now is, it's this stuck. Is a come up. <laughs> so now it's stuck. So now it's like eleven thirty. Uh huh. And we have nothing else to do because we don't want to go back to the tables.
1: Well, we were gonna go to the club, but then you check the DJ at the club. It and was EDM night. It was EDM night. And we're like,
0: yeah, we ain't fucking with EDM. We
1: didn't really want to go to.
0: So we just went back to the room and fucked all night.
1: Come on. Everything was so nice.
0: What I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it was great. We uh, had a on. lot of sex. But, no, it was but great. honestly, though, come, like, but we had. You can't.
1: Sex. You, can you rephrase it so that it's not so? That is kind of vulgar the way you just said. We that, laid actually. the fifteen
0: hundred dollars chips on the bed, and no, we, we just,
1: didn't do that. <laughs> we <just> had sex
0: <laughs> on the fifteen hundred dollars chips, we, we didn't made, do that. We made some money. We didn't do that. Nah, but we, you know, we had a great time, uh, and then uh, we woke up in the morning and uh, like most people wake up in the morning right and instead of coming back home
1: <laughs> it seemed like it was a thing
0: <laughs> but, I mean it's great that we woke up in the morning uh-huh, go ahead. and we were gonna come back home and the kids prepared a, a, you know a breakfast for us uh, and everything yes but then we decided to stop by my mom's house
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, if you check out, out, out my Instagram you can see me and my mom dancing I told y'all guys last week that as tradition we would dance every year to I'll Always Love My Mama by the intruders I think I said the OJ's last week you did but it's the intruders and we would just dance so that's what we did it, it you know my mother loved it she it, it mm-hmm. meant the, the world well to we
1: surprised her, her. Mm-hmm. we surprised her she didn't know that we were coming so She was in, you know, she was cleaning the house Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing some other like housely house duties, and we just rang the doorbell, and they were so surprised to see us because they knew that we were away. They knew it was our anniversary, so they didn't necessarily expect to see us that day. They probably figured that we would have celebrated during the week by taking them out to eat or something like that. And we just showed up, and she was ecstatic.
0: Yeah, she was hyped. So we danced, and the next day my mom was like. how many likes did they get? How many
1: likes? I'm like, like what? what? you know about likes? My mom did even got an Instagram. <laughs>
0: Who's telling you? I want to know. I got more likes than you. I'm like,
1: what the hell are yeah, you talking about, Yeah, somebody was mom? definitely in her ear. But she had
0: a good time. And I, I, I saw, saw that's,
1: you on the gram, Miss Janet. <laughs> that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> Mommy had it popping. So now let's get the show cracking. Okay. Now, um, we've been getting a lot of emails about parenting. hmm And this is something that you wanted to talk about.
1: Yes, this is something I wanted to talk about because... I think most parents have felt this way at one time or another. Um, and you know what the the strange thing is? What's We've that? gotten a lot of emails from men, from fathers, mm-hmm. that feel this way. And the resonating idea behind the emails goes something like this. Um, Hi, Gian and Envy. I am a father of two and... You know, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed. Sometimes I lose my patience. Mm -hmm. I want to know if that's a normal thing. I often feel like a bad parent and I want to know what you guys think about that. Are there better ways to parent? Should I accept it? Et cetera. And there was just so many emails that sounded very similar that all had that tone. Right. And. As I was reading through some of them, what I kept thinking to myself, like I wanted to shout back at the emails or the people writing them was, you're not a bad parent, you're a human. And I think that, and I know for me, when we first became parents, and especially when Madison and Logan became toddlers, I was on this super parent kick. Right. I felt that since, especially considering that I was a housewife, that was my job and Mm -hmm. I had to be amazing at it. If I wasn't putting everything into being the quote unquote perfect parent, then I wasn't going about it the right way. So I made sure that every day of the week besides Sunday and sometimes on Sunday, but six days a week. They were preoccupied with some kind of learning activity, sports activity or entertainment, something that was going to nurture them, feed their brains, enrich them or increase their talents or create a talent. I I felt as though I had to do that. That was my job. So I don't know if you remember, Mm -hmm. but. I would pick them up from school. They go to a Montessori school. I would pick them up and we would have swimming from this time to that time and right. then take them straight to the to gymnastics from another time to the next time. And it was every day was just so stocked. And I remember people would say, how do you have the time or, you know, why so many things? And I would respond by saying, well... I want to give them as many options while they're young mm-hmm. so that by the time they get a little bit older, they can see what they gravitate to, right. what floats their boat, mm-hmm. or to see where their talents flourish. And it worked. It, it was good. But the point that I'm making is that I felt pressure, not external pressure, mm-hmm. internal pressure. This is pressure that I put on myself to be the best mother possible. right? And I kind of, I I had like a system of checks and balances in my mind. Okay, I have to be patient. I have to be loving. I have to, you know, spend time with each of them. I, I had all of these things like this um, hypothetical list in my head. Right. And I made sure that I was living by that list. And as you get older, as you become more experienced with children, you realize that you don't need to put that much pressure on yourself. You know, sometimes children and life can get to you and it can be overwhelming. Life is overwhelming, but when you have children, it adds to stress and you have to prioritize. And I, I, I learned that I can chill. I can relax. And if I lose my patience every now and then, or if everything isn't perfect, or if they miss a practice or something because something got something else got into the way, it's okay. As parents, we have to give ourselves those allowances.
0: Mm, see, I, I disagree with you. I, I, you know, you said, you know, if you let Things affect you in the way that you raise your children you're not a bad parent but i i agree I, I disagree i think that you are a bad parent you know what are you talking about i'm explaining to you i think you uh, i think you are a bad parent when you do a lot of those things it's changing who you are to be a better parent um
1: i don't understand
0: well when sometimes i would say that when i had a bad day or if me and you got into an argument
1: hold on let me just be clear. Are you saying that I'm a bad parent? No,
0: no, 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 no. We, we were saying you were saying that, you know, people emailed you about them taking things out on their child. And you said that doesn't make you a bad parent, you know, because people go through different emotions. But I was saying I think that makes people bad parents and it's up to them. So
1: you're saying it does make you a pa- bad parent. Absolutely. if You take things out on your child.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm explain why. I um, I remember. I used to take things out on our kids, what was going on in the world. And it made me a bad parent when it came to those things. Um, I remember me and you getting into an argument or me having a rough day or me being stressed or me going through whatever I was going through. It's easy to take it out on your child because your child is defenseless, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. it's easy
0: to be mad and then see a child be like go do your homework go do this go do that because it it is it, 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 effed up as it is it's easy to take it out on somebody that can't fight back and i found myself doing that being mean for no reason mm-hmm. and it's not because i was trying to take it out on him it's because Instead of dealing with my own stress and my own pressures, because especially as men, you know, we deal with a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of times the the man is is the provider. A lot of times uh, the man is he feels like he can't. Well, I would even say back then, you know, sometimes you you go through different problems and different stresses and you feel like you can't talk to your spouse because you don't want to you don't want to sound weak. Mm -hmm. You don't want to sound less than. So a lot of men hold those problems and hold those emotions and hold those things that they're going through and they take it out on their children. And I just remember one time where me and you got into an argument and I blacked out on Logan and not blacked out where I was, you know, physically abusive to him, but I was mentally abusive pretty much because I was screaming at him. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back and I was like, Wow, I just screamed at him for no reason. All he said was, Hey, what's up, Dad? And was I had,
1: it was it just the hey what's up, Dad? And you blacked out? I
0: don't remember what I don't it was. Think it it could have so. been something small. It could have been like I, I told him to, to turn off the light in it's Right. It in had to be something where he annoyed you. Mm-hmm. Or I told him to put his sneakers upstairs and and he didn't. Right, and, right, It was something that I told him to do and he didn't. And I blacked out on him in a way that I usually wouldn't him. and I had to take a step back and I'm saying you know he's just a kid and I'm using things that are bothering me and taking it out on him and I know a lot of parents that do that of course and you know but that's
1: not that it's good no obviously it's, it's not good you know even with but even when people that beat their
0: kids whoa. Even, even with people that beat their kids you know I was uh, reading something I can't remember what I was reading and they were saying if you have to pop your kid pop your kid because he's wrong not popping him don't pop him because you're emotional to something you know there's a big difference with that
1: Mm -hmm. um obviously that's not good but it's normal and i'm not saying that it's normal to give you know permission to people to do that but what is important is that people don't feel isolated as though they're out there on an island by themselves. When you talk about things and <clears throat> you bring things to the surface and we talk about our flaws as parents and we talk about our flaws as human beings then you create a you create a stage for people to talk about it and share in it and Give each other ideas and ways to not be that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people need a sounding board. And if you're beating yourself up internally because you don't have the tools and, and, you know, different ways to deal with it or how to better your situation or better your actions, then it, it makes it worse.
0: Right. And, and that's, and that's what you do. You, you make parenting worse because what you wind up doing is, not thinking about what you're doing and and just moving off of emotions and that's one thing I would tell any parent out there if you're disciplining your child or you're having a bad day you know make sure that whatever you do to your child you're not doing it off an emotion you're doing it off because of you're really trying to better off that child make that child better make him smarter make him brighter teach him a lesson and not just doing it because you had a bad day and I think a lot of parents do that And Mm -hmm. and I did that early on and I had to sit back and say this is not The dad that I want to be. I don't want to be the dad that comes home had a bad day and I'm yelling at everybody in the house and everybody's looking at me like, "Dad, you know, calm down, you know." But that's how I was because it's very stressful out there. It's very stressful. You just drive through, you know, people driving an hour in traffic, and then you know, you you get home and you're tired, and then you know, these kids are running up at you and say, "Dad, do this, Dad, do that," and if you know, they're arguing with each other and. You just got to take a step back and say, I don't want to be that dad. And I know for a little bit, I was that dad because I was allowing the outside world to affect who I was in the inside. You know, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think that that is a big thing Mm -hmm. when, you know, people get home and you have all these things coming at you. Dad, do this or baby, do that or whatever. Like, can I just can I just get in the house? Can Mm -hmm. I put my stuff down? Can I take a moment to relax? I've been out all day. And then and then you snap. So, what I'm saying is that it's not good, but it is a normal thing. And normal meaning that a lot of other people share that experience. So, we have to find ways to not be that or to be better. And just like you said, stepping back and realizing it. So, I'm hoping that now, you know, us talking about it gives people a moment to step back and look at. How they're treating their children and why they're treating their kids that way. And maybe it'll inspire them to just take a moment, take a beat and say, you know what, just like you said, this isn't the person that I want to be. So if you are tired, you can, you know, have a thing. All right. When I get home, just give me 10 minutes to myself or 15 minutes to myself, a half hour to myself before anybody asks me to do anything. Let me just unwind take my clothes off, put on something comfortable, you know, get my bearings and then come down and, you know, be with everybody or, you know, talk to you, sweetie pie, or help you with your homework or listen to your day or whatever, you know, you have to come up with things. Like once you realize what your situation is Mm -hmm. and where you're lacking and where your flaws are and you say, you know something, instead of beating myself up, I'm going to realize that I'm human. Okay. Once I've accepted that, now, what can I do to make it work so that I don't take it out on on my kids or whatever your flaws? It doesn't necessarily have to be that whatever your parental flaws are, you can stop and take a beat and figure out how you want to better yourself in that area.
0: A lot of it, I think, is patience, too. And I, and, and that's one thing I was going to um, ask you. I have never seen you lose your cool with the kids. And when I say lose your cool, no matter what it is, whether the kids are being annoying, the babies are being annoying, the baby is crying, whatever it may be, you you always have a cool sense to you, you know? And I always admired that with you because if I'm tired and the baby's crying, I'm like, fuck, you know? That's me. Uh-huh. But you, you, you're you just like, okay, baby's crying, booky, pookie, pookie, pookie. And I'm like... <laughs> this bitch gotta be just as tired as I am but you're able to do it and I I always wanted to know how do you keep your cool how do you stay you know grounded and say this doesn't bother me and I'm just gonna take the L and do what I gotta do as a mother and then it is what it is because that's the thing that most people can't do that's most the thing that most people have a problem with and you you know do it pretty well
1: um how do I answer this in life um, I try to identify problems before they happen. I
0: just want to tell you, I go in your dress to drop like, is she smoking weed? Why is she so calm? Like She ain't wilding now. She just does what she got to do. I'm like, shit.
1: Yeah, I, I try to identify problems before they happen. And you're the type of person, and I think it's just, you know, different personalities. You're the type of person that has to be burned by the flame to... Realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't touch the stove. Me, I could be standing across the kitchen and look at the smoke coming from the fire and say, you know what, I don't want to go on that side of the kitchen. I don't, I don't want to get burned. Right. So, just as what in all the years that led up to you know us being parents, and you know you think about being parents, I've always fantasized about what kind of parent I wanted to be and what mm-hmm. kind of relationship that i wanted to have with my kids and for me i always lead with love right i always lead with love i never want my children to feel unloved Mm -hmm. or not paid attention to or not important enough so i'm always going to take the time to listen to your side of the story or to hear what you have to say i want to know who you are, why you feel that way, why you think this, why you think that. So I lead with patience. right? And again, that's deliberate. You know, some things come to people's personalities naturally, and it may come to my personality naturally. But there are times where in my mind I might feel annoyed. right? But I have to say to myself, I don't want to exhibit the fact that I'm being annoyed right now. Okay. You're not, you're not going to see that on me. So I think that kind of goes with the whole tone of what we're trying to say. And I think you're trying to say similar to what I'm trying to say. Um, I think that we have to be deliberate about things, you know, but you know what, you know, it works for me. What's that? I have an ideal in my mind, um, it's like I put myself in different situations and I think about what would be ideal. You know, how how can I be the best person in this situation or the best person in, in that situation? How can I be the best mother or the best wife or the best? So I have an ideal and I try to strive towards that ideal. Right. Are you ever going to be ideal? Of course not. But I try to be. I try to be the best me that I can be when it comes to parenting. So... I have to think to myself, okay, what steps do I need to take to get to that place? Mm. So that's where you know being deliberate about things come come in. I'm deliberately patient. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to spend time with you deliberately, even though I'm tired and I've been out all day and I may be stressed and I might have had some disappointments today. And all that I want to do mm-hmm. is. Go to sleep. But I'm deliberately going to spend time with you. We're going to sit down. We're going to play this board game. You're going to tell me about your day. You need something from the mall. Hop in the car. We're going to go and get it. And I may not want to. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I'll i try. Well, I, I'm, I'm better at what that but my patience is still bad. And I've been trying to work on it. And I noticed that you are great with it. So I really try to make sure I just calm down, I breathe, whether whatever stress I'm going through, even if it's, you know, at my workplace, or whatever it may be. And I think that works. And I think for a lot of people out there that will help them with their children as well.
1: And I just want to say one more thing before we close out this topic. Mm-hmm. Don't let pride Get in the way. Right there. There have been times. There was one particular time um when it came to our rearing of Logan, where I felt that you were too proud. Mm-hmm. Like I remember pointing out things that I thought that you might be able to do better. Right. And you were. Too, you were. Pr- nah. No. 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 He's going to do this because I said to. And it's like, no. See, right now you're letting pride get in the way. Right. You know. So. It's not as though men, women, it's not even as though you have to talk to your spouse about it if you don't feel comfortable as yet, but come into your own mentally and because you don't have to be proud when it's just you and you there, you know, come into your own and identify what you might be doing wrong and set out a plan to better yourself. All right. Okay.
0: Thanks again to Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin for supporting this week's podcast. All right. Now, no more waiting lists. All orders are shipping now. The Bevel Trimmer is here for a limited time with every trimmer purchase. Get the first month of Bevel Shave System free. Just head to getbevel.com slash Casey. That's G-E-T B-E-V-E-L dot com slash casey for your first month free of the Bevel Shaving System. Exclusive with your Bevel Trimmer purchase. Bring Bevel into your life because everybody deserves to look good. All right, now let's get to the email of the week. Now this is a different email. I seen this and I was like, this is good. And it's not the best email. What
1: do you mean it's not the best?
0: But I'm, I'm explaining. And if you want to email us, you can always email us thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew at gmail.com. All right. Hey, guys, my name is Jasmine and I need some advice. So I was molested for seven years by my stepfather from the ages of seven to 14. And when I became pregnant at 16, I told my child's father and he basically gave me an ultimatum. He said, either I tell my mom or he was going to tell my mom. So I finally mustered up the courage and told her. Now, after I told her, she stayed with the guy and they're actually still together. I moved out at 17 and went to a shelter and have been on my own ever since. How do I try and maintain a relationship with her without resentment? Also, I have been trying to mentor young women, girls, but I don't know where to start. If you guys know of any places, please let me know. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Uh, I I mean, wow. I mean, honestly. I, I hear about this happening a lot
1: it does happen a lot
0: and it's crazy just just talking to females that come on the breakfast club all the time when we do interviews whether they're celebrities or artists or rappers and we talk behind the scenes you'll be surprised by how many females and how many women have been molested at a, at, at a younger age
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um that was actually a, a, a huge fear of mine when we had daughters, you know, really watching who's around them. Right. To make sure that they aren't touched inappropriately. Right. Um, so to answer your question, Jasmine, I understand your resentment. And I'm not mad at it. You know. Your mother, your father is supposed to do two things in life, protect and provide. And they and your mother didn't. You know, your mother allowed this man to come in her house And molest you. And you know. You didn't say anything. And when you finally did. Your mother basically took him. His word. Over yours.
1: Well I don't know if he took. If she took his word over her daughters <clears throat> she still will. she may have believed the daughter but stayed with him anyway then why, why stay with him like if, if if a man why wow if a man
0: touched my <laughs> door da- uh, my daughter mm-hmm. there's no reason to be with you
1: of course because right. that's what logic dictates so that's to you and the rest word. of the world right but people do strange things for strange reasons and it's not in the mother's mind, I'm sure it's not that simple. Not
0: molest, yeah, it's that simple. Mola- like it's not like she, she spanked her hard or he called her a bitch. No, mm-hmm. he molested her, but w- w- right. w- touched her, her titty, touched her vagina, touched her inappropriately. That's fucked up. Of course. And, w- and when that sixteen, and it, remember, sixteen, sixteen is still a child, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And when that sixteen-year-old girl told her mom, the mom stayed with him. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure it took everything out of that young girl to tell her mom that her
1: boyfriend right, she had or the to be person convinced. that she loved. She had to be um, touched up. given an ultimatum in order to, like she said, muster up the courage to, to tell her mother what happened.
0: Right. So Jasmine I'm just
1: surprised that you're surprised that the mother stayed. I am. That happens so much. And I don't and understand. And it is why. the most disgusting it thing is. that you can imagine. But women do it every day. You see it happen all the time. And, you know, you say, well, why would someone do that? Because that's what logic tells you. Logic says, obviously, why would you want to be married to a monster? Furthermore, why would you want to be married to a monster that demonized your child? Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Um. I don't think it's a cut and dry answer, but a few things. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think it's a cut and dry answer as to why the mother stayed. Right. But what I think could play a part could possibly be she's insecure Mm -hmm. and she may feel like nobody else will ever love her. Right. Maybe this man provides for her. Right. And if she's on her own, she may not be able to provide for herself. Some people would rather just turn a blind eye and pretend like nothing happened so that they can continue on. It's kind of like looking through, looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would just pretend would prefer to pretend that it's not existing, it's not a part of their world. And there are people that can really do that. Put something completely out of their system and live in a pretend world just so that they can continue on and get the things out of life that they want. Those are just some things that come to mind. Any of those things makes her, I don't like to use use judgmental words, but in her case, it does make her pathetic. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does make her pathetic. It makes her a sad excuse for a woman. It makes her a sadder excuse for a mother.
0: Right. And, and I gonna say this, and I haven't said this in a while on a podcast, but with no disrespect, But fuck your mom. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm going to say it in Jamaican. Well, how does Jamaican say? "suck your momo
1: marsh. Yeah. It's <laughs> so stupid. But
0: but that's how I feel. I mean, if your mother is is that way, you don't need her in your life. And and I know people be like, "Oh, but that's your mom." But if, no, if such If your mom is doing that, like what 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 else is there to be? You know what? Well, like, why? Like, you can't bring your daughter or your son around d- them because you don't know what what's going to happen to them. You know, and I know it's difficult and I know it's hard, but don't look at it as being depressed. Look at it as being stronger. Be stronger to, to to put yourself in a predicament in a situation that your child never has to do that. You know, be stronger so that you never have to go back to that. And I love the fact that you're talking to to kids and talking to the youth and I'm going to try to find all women's organizations that you can talk to and I'll, and I'll hit you back on email to see if we can help you put you in that predicament and put you in that position. But you know, you're being strong. You're not letting what happened to you affect you in a negative way where you feel insecure or you feel like you can't work and you can't push because obviously you're continuing to push and you're continuing to be better. And I think it's fucked up. And I honestly, I don't know as far as legalities of what you can do, but I might go to the police station and see if I can press charges because somebody like that needs to be locked up, put in jail, and let his ass be tampered with in jail. That's how I honestly feel. Like, there's certain things you just, like, you don't touch no kids. You don't rape kids. You don't put your hands on on innocent kids. And if you do, you deserve to get your ass whooped and put in jail.
1: I think that this is one of those situations where i'm okay with the idea if she severs ties with her mother absolutely you know i'm not i'm not the type of person that likes to you know put a cap on things mm-hmm. and say that there's no potential for betterment but i have to say that in this situation putting myself in her shoes. If I went to my mother and told my mother that the person that she was with was touching me inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though it had happened and it's over and I'm out of the house and I've moved on and I have my own life and it's separate from hers and his, if I came to my mother and told her that that was something that was either happening or had happened, right and she didn't A, believe me, and I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting that that's what's going on in Jasmine's situation, but if she didn't A, believe me, or believed me and decided to continue on with this person, I don't think that there's too much more that she would need to tell me, or that she would need to communicate to me. That tells me that it's obvious that, She is putting that man before me. Right. That man's presence and role in her life is so much more important and so much more significant than my presence and my role Mm -hmm. in her life. That person who is evil is bringing her more happiness than she can consider that I could bring her. Right. So much so that she says, well, you know what? I'm going to remain with him and you can do with that information what you will. Right. And what's worse is that the mother knows that in some respect, it's a choice. Right. She knows that by me showing my daughter that I'm going to remain with this person, my daughter may take that information and decide to not be part of my life anymore. And she may leave. She may, she may walk away. Right. She's willing to take that chance. And if she doesn't take that chance, meaning there's, you know, there's a possibility that the daughter may stay because some people will, you know, maybe fight for the relationship or whatever. If her daughter stays, she knows that that relationship, like that whole dynamic, nothing good can come of it that her daughter may be there her daughter she said that she has a child right. her daughter's child can't be part of the situation right. or the daughter's child can be at potential risk she's allowing all this negativity to be a part of their life so there's nothing there's nothing good right. there it, it almost seems unsalvageable because even if right. let's say in a few years if the mother comes to her senses there's so much damage that she did the daughter by putting that man first that it almost seems like you can barely come back from it Right. so with that being said I think that it's fair if she walks away I, I'm from watching. her mother I think that it's fair and then maybe at a later time a later point in time the mother may reach back out to her if she comes to her senses and, she, at, that point, and mm-hmm. at that point and at that point Maybe Jasmine can, you know, decide whether she wants to let her back in, talk to her, see if the mother needs help at that point. Because God knows what he may be doing to the mother right. if he's that type of individual. So the mother may need help. She may want, to, Jasmine may want to intervene and help her mother at that point, but that's to be determined later on. For right now, I think that she may just want to have a discussion with her mother if she thinks that her mother is even worthy of that discussion mm-hmm. and say, we can't be a part of each other's lives right now right. because I don't feel as though you love me. All
0: right. You're absolutely. Right. And because if you did love her, you would, you would have uh, dealt with the situation and left your, I don't know if that was a boyfriend or husband or st- her stepdad. You definitely would have left that situation. Kind
1: of begs the question for something like that to go on for such a long time for seven years, she said between seven and 14 mm-hmm. and the mother to have no clue when it's going on right under her, her nose, nose. Right. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, but it, like I said, it begs the question, did you know, and you allow it to happen happen, because you knew that maybe that's part of the reason why he was there because he was getting off on that. He was getting off on that. He was satisfying his fetish. Were you kind of pimping your daughter in a sense? Because that happens as well. Yeah. You know, she might have just been in a comfortable situation where she could just, you know, pretend, like I said earlier, like it like it wasn't happening.
0: All right. Well, I, I hope uh, Jasmine is strong and we'll try to get her some information so she can continue to talk to kids and continue to empower young women who are going through the same thing, because I'm sure her story can actually help somebody and helps a lot of people.
1: Of course, whenever you share, it helps. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Casey Crew. TalkSpace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed and experienced therapist, handpicked just for you, for as little as $32 a week. You can talk with your therapist whenever and wherever you are, on the web or over the phone without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. One of the services that TalkSpace offers is couples therapy. Now, a lot of you guys are going through it in your relationships and you might need some help. Couples therapy is perfect. Join over 500,000 users who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their discretion. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash Casey. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code Casey to get $30 off your first month and show your support for the Casey Crew Podcast. That's C-A-S-E-Y and Talkspace.com slash Casey. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Now, um, let's let's keep it moving. Let's go to the argument of the week. Okay. Now, the argument of the week is dear is and near to my heart. All right? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm going to tell you why. Now, this is from T.T. T.T. says, her and her man argue all the time. She begs her man to go to the dentist, but he does not want to go because he says it's too expensive. They don't have dental insurance and they only go once a year. The problem is, how do I tell him that his breath stinks?
1: <laughs> this is near and dear to your heart.
0: I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> she was like, he will not go. And I don't want to embarrass him and say, babe, you have a problem in your mouth. What do I do? What do I say? Because he needs it. Because if his mouth smells with me when he's talking to people at work or talking to his friends, I'm sure his breath stinks with them. Help. 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 <laughs> now.
1: Please the, tell me why this is near and dear to your heart.
0: All right. I'm a DJ. Uh huh. I DJ a lot of clubs. Okay. And. A million and one rappers come up to me, a million and one manages, a million and one produces. A lot of people come up to me for different things. They have a rapper, they, you know, they have a store, they have a clothing line, um, they want to take a picture. I would say 80% of the people that come up to me.
1: Stop it. That is a, that's, I know that's a drastic exaggeration.
0: 80% of 80%? The peop- Are you listening? 80%. Eight zero.
1: You can't ever tell a story without exaggerating. You can't just tell the complete unadulterated truth. Everything that goes out of your mouth has to be an exaggeration. Percent. No the way.
0: People who come up to me have a mouth and breath problem.
1: A I, mouth and breath problem. Yes. They yes. got a mouth
0: and breath. Yes. No. It does. It happens. Like, and yeah, I know no, some I of it. Some of it is. I know they smoke weed and they got cotton mouth and it's horrible and. You know,
1: wait. What is cotton mouth
0: exactly? You smoke weed, and then your mouth gets dry, and it just gets dry and nasty and smells. It happens a lot, but and when I say this is near and dear to my heart, that's the reason why I always carry gum or lifesavers in my pocket because I so their mouth and breath problems
1: (laughs) it put an insecurity on you.
0: Yes, because I never want to talk to somebody. Somebody be like, "Damn, envy's breath stink." So I always make sure that my breath is immaculate when I talk to people and I never try to talk to anybody's face because I just never know if my breath is tart. I eat all types of shit and and not well not shit, but food and I never know. So Uh I know I know what she's going through. I get this all the time. Every time I go out, somebody's breath is hot. And when I mean hot, I can tell they have cavities. I can tell they haven't got a cleaning in a long time. I can tell they need a root canal. Like
1: that molar back there needs some work. Yes, I can, tell I, just I can by sniffing absolutely you. positively Son. tell.
0: I can tell when you don't <laughs> floss. I can
1: tell. So you can tell when someone doesn't floss. Absolutely. So so you you're like the the nose dentist. You can just tell with this with a whiff. Yes. Because every, you know, people
0: come up to me all the time and say, yo, son, and that son is like, holy shit. <laughs> and then the first thing I do is, my G, I got you. And he be like, no, nah, uh, you know, my man's a rapper and he did this. And every
1: word starts with the H. Oh,
0: my God. Hot. And i will be like, oh, my God. High goodness. envy. <laughs> and then what I usually do is I pull out gum out of my pocket and I get myself and I'm like, you want one? And they'd be like, nah. And i will be like, nah, you're not taking it. But so back to you, TT, and take it out of me. Back to you, TT. You have a hard task.
1: She has a hard
0: hard <laughs> task. You really have to get him to the dentist because he has to get his mouth checked out. Now, I'm not going to lie. The dental bills be expensive. They be expensive. They be expensive. They be expensive. If you got, if you got a cavity, you need a, a cleaning. Okay, you can handle the cleaning. But if you got a cavity, a root canal, you need some drilling, you need them to numb your grill, it's expensive. But that's the first thing people really see outside of your looks when you see somebody because you see their looks and then you speak. And then when you speak and your breath is hot, it's over. So you have to get him to the dentist somehow, some way, maybe go as a couple. Hey, babe, let's go get our mouths cleaned together. Come on. I made an appointment for both of us. But she said that
1: the problem is the money. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to go. They go once a year because apparently that's what they can afford or that's what he can afford. Well, they, they, so his mouth is suffering in the interim.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. But they gotta they gotta figure it out. Maybe instead of going out to dinner one time or twice, take that money and put it into his mouth. He the thing is he probably doesn't know his breath stinks or his mouth of has a he, problem.
1: I don't think I think it's pretty safe to say. I don't think that people that have, as you put it, a mouth and breath problem have a clue that there's something going on in their mouth. Well, she has to tell them. Because I think that you're probably immune to the fumes or the odor that's coming out of your mouth. Right. You're probably so used to it that you don't even notice it. And other people do. Because I'm pretty sure that if, you know, people that have... This, you know, party going on in their mouth, if they knew that they were offending people with the way that they smelled, mm-hmm. they would do something about it.
0: Well, what can she do? How, how, how would you tell your man that his breath is hot?
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me turn it on you. Mm-hmm. How would you want to be told that your breath is hot? If your breath was hot, mm-hmm. how would you? Is there any way that someone could is there any way that I could tell you? without you being offended.
0: No. Let's be realistic. I'm going to be offended regardless. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, but I'd rather you tell me than me going around and, and I'm the the, the the fucking stink mouth for the fucking neighborhood. The stink mouth? Or, or the stink mouth for the, or the job. So I'd uh-huh. rather you tell me immediately, like, babe, hey, take some Listerine with you. Babe, let, let me show you how to
1: floss. So you think, you think hinting at it? Yes. That hey, would be the way to go please. to begin with. Yes. How would you tell your man I mean, I think I would start with a hint. I I I think that I would say, you know what, you know what I love, and I walk around with in my purse. Mm. But I'm a I'm I'm a flossing addict. You how many are. times a day do I floss? Too many. I I'm constantly flossing. You flossing?
0: You don't even eat. I'm like, what food are you trying to get out of here? What, I why, how are know. you?
1: I don't know. I I subconsciously I'm constantly checking my teeth. I'm right. always blowing air in between. My teeth. If I can't blow air between my teeth like this, I don't know if they can hear it. But I heard it. <laughs> you can hear it? Yeah, can hear it. If I can't blow air between my teeth, that means that I need to floss. So I personally floss several times a day. And what I love is, uh, you know, what brand is that? Is it Oral B? I'm I'm not quite sure, but you can get them at BJ's or you know Costco or the supermarket. Mm-hmm. But they're these little green plastic appliances that has a string of floss going Mm -hmm. across so you don't have to hold the floss in between you know your thumb and your pointer of each hand and wiggle it in between because that's that's work and it's inconvenience this little thing it's it's uh, shaped in a way where you can very, very easily floss. So right. I would give that to him or I would say, you know what? I love this product. It's amazing. It makes flossing so easy. Here, try it. Here, try it with me. Okay, you know what? We should do it You know, every time after we eat. I think that whenever you're trying to better somebody, mm-hmm. you don't want to come off as though you're judging them. So you make it a we. Like, right. let's do this together okay. so you know you floss together you brush your teeth together at night you can do those things now those are subtle hints if the subtle hints don't work mm-hmm. then maybe stronger hints like mm, you might need some listerine and maybe turn it into a joke that's how i would go about it okay. i would make it a little funny or you know i might kiss him and be like whoa what's going on in there all right let me go get you a toothbrush here You know, I would try to make light of it so he doesn't feel too offended. And then it might create a conversation and he might say, what, like, does my breath sting? be like, well, you know, sometimes I catch a little whiff here or there. Something like that. So it's so it's easy. But if all of those things don't work, Mm -hmm. I would really sit him down and say, listen, I'm going to tell you this because I love you. Okay, Like, I adore you and. I don't want you to be out in the street looking crazy. But sometimes... You have a mouth problem. No, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't use the word problem. Okay. Like, I wouldn't try to use negative words. (laughs) I might say, um, sometimes, you know, I'm catching a whiff here and there. You should stay. You know, and I want to make sure that, you know, when you're out in the street... You know, nobody is judging you, or no one is catching a whiff that I might get every here mouth. and there.
0: You got shit mouth.
1: Okay, so I'm ignoring you right now. Okay, um, I might go about it that way to kind of make light. But what's worse is that he may have a cavity, and if a cavity goes untreated, then you have to. I mean, it's likely that you may have to get a, a root canal. canal. So if money is the issue, I, you know, I might take a different way about going. I would say. All right. So we don't go to the dentist, but once a year because of a money issue. Right. I would put it on me and say, well, I want to go a little bit more often. And the reason why is because this little, you know, two hundred dollar problem that I may have going on can turn into a thousand dollar a thousand dollar problem. Right. And that comes out of our pockets. So what we should do is we should get our teeth cleaned. I mean, they recommend every six months. We every get our months, teeth right. cleaned every three months. I mm-hmm. get the kids teeth cleaned every three months just because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we stay on top of it. But, you know, we should go every six months. And when we go, we should get an x-ray and make sure that, you know. Nothing is going on because if we have a little cavity, getting it taken care of early will prevent us from having to get a root canal maybe six months later. So if, you know, you don't feel comfortable with the hinting, go after his pockets because that's what it seems like he's concerned about. Make it a money issue. And you're trying to be proactive about it.
0: Absolutely. You got to tell that man because you don't want him to go out there and embarrass himself. And so you long.
1: don't want to kiss him because what is a cavity? Really, a cavity is like a partially rotting tooth. Right. You know, you, you have a hole in your tooth. It's it's decay. And that's bacteria. And then if you kiss him, you know, cavities can also be contagious, Technic- like, not technically, but if you use the toothbrush of or someone that has a cavity, right. then you can introduce that bacteria into your mouth and you can Call get you a cavity. cavity. right. I'm wondering if you kiss someone that has a cavity, if you kiss them frequently enough, if that can create a problem in your mouth. I don't want to be kissing anybody that I know has, like, open cavities. Or bad breath. Well, bad breath would kind of hint that cavity. they possibly have a cavity. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I don't even want to be involved with that it's gross right right no i agree yeah he needs to handle that he needs to be on his grown man ish and That's handle right. that and you better tell him because
0: he might not know and you he don't you don't want to embarrass him you don't want him going at work and him talking to his employees and when he turns around they laugh at him call him the shit mouth hi tt well good luck with your situation and hopefully you get his mouth fixed all right now We appreciate everybody for riding with us. If you want to send us an email, you can. TheCaseyCrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, CaseyCrew at gmail.com. And don't forget to hit the website, TheCaseyCrew.com. Check out all the merchandise. Make sure you get yourself some. All right, again, that's TheCaseyCrew.com. All right, well, I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And we'll see you next week.
1: Toodles.